The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Natural Today. Out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa. Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today, Out with Toxins and with Your Health, where we come every week to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm someone who is passionate about toxins in our food, environment, personal care products, homes, and more because they've harmed my own health, and I want to inform you so you don't have to go down the same road that I have. Today, I'm excited to have a guest with me to discuss the topic. It's more geared towards the ladies out there, but if you're a man, you'll still want to listen in so you can inform the women in your life. My guest today is Cassidy Randall of Women's Voices for the Earth. Cassidy oversees Women's Voices for the Earth's market-based campaigns, including organizing women to take action to lead company policy changes. She also coordinates efforts to mobilize and engage women in Women Voices for the Earth's work, including developing the organization's engagement tools like the Body and Soul series, managing social media presence, and the Voices blog, and working closely with the Actionista team. Cassidy holds an MS from the University of Montana in Environmental Studies and a BA in American Literature from UCLA. Her writing has been published in the Huffington Post, Prevention, Blogger, Moms Rising, and more. She is the author of Fighting for the Dream, Voices from a New Generation of Maya Women. Thank you for joining me today, Cassidy. I appreciate you coming on, and I'm excited to, to discuss this topic with you. Thanks so much for having me. Great. Well, I'm very grateful for the work that uh, you and your organization are doing to, to educate and inform all of us about the harmful toxins, which we typically you know, might encounter on a regular basis. So I know we have um, quite a bit to cover, so I just will jump right in. So first off, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I think you uh, read my bio off pretty well, but um, I would say in addition to that, that I have to admit that I think I have the best job at Women's Voices for the Earth because I really get to engage women in what we do. And ensuring that our members are part of our work is really heart and soul to our mission. And so I'm really lucky that I actually you know, get to talk with all of our members on a daily basis, interact with them, understand what uh, issues they're facing, what's really important to them, and how they can really make a difference, and then providing those opportunities for them to raise their voices where they are and in a space that matters to them. So um, I really am lucky that this is what I get to do on a daily basis. Right. You're, you're changing lives, which is, is always great. So um, if you can just tell us a little bit now, we're going to talk a lot about toxic chemicals and products and things like that, but what um, made you personally develop an interest in, in this area or show a concern over the toxins and products? 
Sure. I think um, when it comes to uh, sort of women's health issues and, you know, women's health issues being on the rise, I think that all of us today know somebody who has been affected by some sort of cancer and particularly in women in breast cancer. And I lost my grandmother at all too young of an age to breast cancer. And uh, I have a feeling that, you know, there were a lot of environmental factors that played a risk. I mean, she, that played a part in that and she loved her, you know, her diet Coke every day. Uh, She loved her makeup and her perfume. And I honestly have no doubt that some of the toxic chemicals in those things played a major part in her breast cancer and losing her to that. Yeah, unfortunately, and sorry to hear that. And, and your story is very similar to so many out there who um, have gone through the same thing with, with loved ones that way, I believe. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Women's Voices for the Earth and um, your role? I know you, you spoke just briefly on it um, in the first question, but if you can expound on wh- um, what Women's Voices for the Earth is. Yeah, absolutely. So, Women's Voices was born out of the belief that women have this massive social consumer and political power to change the systems that allow toxic chemicals in our products in the first place. So when it comes to social power, I mean, women have just huge, huge ability to create a movement, and we are seeing that happen, Um, particularly when it comes to social media, which actually is a big driver of change these days. Women are greater users of virtually every social media outlet with the exception of LinkedIn. When it comes to economic power, women make more than 85% of consumer decisions in the average home, and that is a huge amount of economic power, and companies watch what women are buying and what we're not buying. And when it comes to political power, more women vote in this country than men, and women vote more often than men in this country. And so our elected representatives have a responsibility to listen to us. And so based on those three core principles of Women's Voices for the Earth, we really come at this issue of toxic chemicals from this three-pronged approach. And so the first approach is creating resources for women to reduce their exposure to toxic chemicals in their everyday lives in the short term. You know, we should not be the ones that have to go out and research every single product and every single chemical and understand everything. Unfortunately, right now, that kind of ends up what we have to do before company, we know that products we buy off the shelf are safe. And so we create some resources to make that less overwhelming for women. What are some simple tips for actually reducing your exposure? What are things that you can control? Um, So really empowering women with knowledge that way, and then also empowering them with ways to spread the word and take action. And the second way we come at this is working with companies to reformulate their products because that's a fast way to get toxic chemicals out of products. So, for example, we just saw SC Johnson, who makes Glade and Windex, announce that they'll be disclosing all fragrance ingredients in their products, which is huge, and that was a win by women. We saw uh, Procter & Gamble reformulate Tide, their leading detergent to take out a cancer-causing chemical, and that was driven by women as well. And the third way that we come at this problem is through legislation, because really everybody should just have access to products, safe products, and things we pick up off the shelf should not be toxic, period. And so the way to do that is to actually regulate toxic chemicals. So uh, with that sort of three-pronged approach, we uh, really hope that we can give women opportunities to leverage their power to, like I said, change those systems that are allowing toxic chemicals and products. I love that. So that that is great. Um, and like you said, in it, social media has played such a huge role in that today. And, and I'm thankful for the internet and all the research that can be done and all the sharing and, and campaigns that can go viral. It's, it's tremendous. And um, yep, all of our voices together can make a change. So so it's great what, what you're doing there. Um, if we can get into a little bit about 
toxic chemicals in our health. Now, um, are women at a greater risk for toxic exposure? I know that there's um, studies out there that, you know, the amount of chemicals that women put on in the morning just getting ready for work or something like that is, you know, it's astounding. So, and I know that the number is greater for women than men just because of all the products that the women use. But um, can you discuss a little bit about the link between the toxic chemicals and our health and if women are at really a greater risk? Yeah, that is a great question and really gets at, you know, why a women's environmental organization in addition to the women's power aspect. So women and girls are disproportionately impacted by toxic chemicals and the long-term health effects on women and girls are very different than they are on men and they have historically been overlooked. And so we are looking at this because women do tend to be greater users of products that contain toxic chemicals, and the route of exposure is unique. So when it comes to personal care products or cosmetics, women on average use about 9 to 15 personal care products, whereas men only use about 5 to 9 on a daily basis. When it comes to fragrance chemicals, um, women obviously are much more heavily marketed to when it comes to fragrance, and so we're greater users of fragrance products. Um, and studies actually show that women react differently to fragrance chemicals at certain points in our menstrual cycle, so we're even more vulnerable at certain points, which is really interesting. Um, when it comes to cleaning products, even though gender roles have changed over time, studies show that women are still doing more than 70% of the housework in the average home, and that is you know, a great, great exposure to some toxic chemicals and cleaning products. When it comes to feminine products, which is our newest campaign, obviously women are the sole users of product, of uh, feminine care products, and that is a unique route of exposure that really has yet to be examined, and we need a lot more research on that vaginal exposure. Um, so we're greater users of those products. There's also an occupational um, sort of concern Women who are working in the nation's salons, for example, are exposed to toxic chemicals all day, every day, without the protections that they deserve. Women who clean homes for a living are exposed to toxic chemicals on an industrial level, but not given the same protections as industrial workers. Um, and then when it comes to sort of biological reasons, um, nobody likes this fact, but unfortunately it's true that, you know, toxic chemicals tend to build up in fat, um, particularly chemicals that we're concerned about, and women just have a higher percentage of fat tissue than men. Um, the other example is that, you know, women can pass on toxic chemicals to the next generation. And we are seeing studies showing, a recent study from our partners at the Environmental Working Group showed that over 200 chemicals were showing up in the cord blood of infants. That's cord blood before these children are even exposed to the world. And so that's showing that those chemicals can pass through the placenta. Uh, breastfeeding, um, another recent study showed that if the average woman's breast milk were bottled for sale, it actually wouldn't pass FDA regulations because of the level of toxic chemicals, which, you know, breastfeeding is most certainly still the best way to go to build infant immunity, but that amount of toxic chemicals poses this unnecessary burden on a developing child. So, um, yes, so that is a very long answer to say, yes, women are disproportionately impacted by toxic chemicals. Definitely. And yeah, that's said I hadn't heard that one about the um, study on the breast milk that um, it wouldn't even be able to pass regulations right now with all the chemicals in yeah. it. That's, that's sad. Yeah. Um, in addition to the toxic exposures that uh, we have on our health, can you explain even some toxic effects that are the, these harmful chemicals are having on the environment as well? 
Sure. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because we don't necessarily work on that as much as we work on the body because a lot of these chemicals will actually pass through the body and then go to the environment. Or we might see more immediate effects on the body than in the environment. But um, a chemical like triclosan, for example, doesn't break down in the environment. You might find triclosan in antibacterial hand soaps or dish soaps. Um, you might find it in deodorant, even toothpaste. Some toothpaste still have triclosan in it. Uh, and this is a chemical that um, we are seeing is linked to kind of the rise of superbugs. You might have heard of that because they become um, antibiotic resistant. So um, it's persistent, bioaccumulative, so it also builds up in our bodies. Um, you know, its sister chemical uh, triclocarbon is also known for that. Um, but I have to be honest with you that I am much more of an expert on, you know, what these chemicals are doing to our bodies, which we also define as an environment. You know, the traditional environmental movement defines the, environmental, defines the environment as, you know, pristine places or our water or our air or, um, you know, wildlife conservation, that sort of thing. But, you know, we really come at it from more of an environmental justice sort of standpoint where we define the environment also as the places we live, work, and play and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's great. Um, can you, and you've mentioned the term a few times here already, but um, can you explain what fragrance means when it's listed on an ingredient? I know that, um, and I believe it was even tied at the time, if you go, if you, this was a little while back, but if you go on their website and look under fragrance, I mean, hundreds of, of different chemicals creating this one fragrance. So um, right. can you explain what fragrance means when, when products have that listed? On their yeah, ingredient that label. is such a good question, um, and it leads into what my top tip would be for all of your listeners. I mean, I have a lot of tips, but my top tip is usually if you can reduce your exposure to fragrance products, that is a huge step, and the reason for that is that any one fragrance can be made up of anywhere from 10 to more than 100 chemicals. And companies, most companies will not tell you what is in that fragrance. And so you pick up a label, a product, and look at the label, and it will just say the word fragrance. And again, within that is are multiple chemicals. Um, and that's why that SC Johnson victory that I just mentioned is such a huge deal. They were the first mainstream consumer product company to say, okay, we'll start telling you what some of these fragrance ingredients actually are. Um, and the reason that we think it's so problematic to keep fragrance chemicals a secret is one, because it's this whole other exposure of up to 100 chemicals that you don't even have the right to know what that is. You have a right to know what you're putting on your body and what you're spraying in your home. But we know that there are some very toxic chemicals in fragrance because the International Fragrance Association released this list of over 3,000 different chemicals that are commonly used in fragrance ingredients. And on that list are phthalates, which are linked to reproductive harm in baby boys, synthetic musks, which are uh, hormone disruptors linked to potential increase of breast cancer. And these musks actually break down our body's defenses against other chemicals, which is terrifying. Um, There are cancer-causing chemicals like styrene on that list. There are allergens, which, you know, are not toxic chemicals, but people who are allergic to um, those ingredients have a right to know that those are in products so they can avoid them. So we know there are some very toxic chemicals in fragrance. We have a right to know what is in there, and we're increasing seeing that women are reacting 
to these to, to fragrance ingredients in particular. So, you know, women are two to three times more likely to experience fragrance allergies than men. Women become sensitized at a much earlier age in our 20s, whereas men become sensitized in their 50s if they do become sensitized at all. We are seeing um, a rise in what's called multiple chemical sensitivities, which is just this kind of umbrella term for how people are reacting to fragrance. And so once we can actually get this fragrance disclosure, once companies start telling us, okay, here's what we're using in our fragrance, then we can go about saying, this is what's making us sick and you need to take it out. So that was a a very good question. As you know, I can go on and on about a lot of these. So please feel free to cut me off at any point. (laughs) Okay. No, you're doing great. I love it. Um, And actually, I have multiple chemical sensitivities. So a lot of my audience has multiple chemical sensitivity too. So this is near and dear to our hearts um, to hear about this, unfortunately. But um, now I want to get in and and we just have a couple minutes before we're going to take our first break. But I do want to get into... um, the campaign that recently happened. Um, I, I want to talk about the Detox the Box campaign, and then you also did the Always campaign with uh, Procter & Gamble. So it, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, and I don't know, maybe the Always campaign falls under the umbrella of the Detox the Box campaign, but can you can you tell us about the Detox the Box campaign? Yeah, so we are working on getting toxic chemicals out of feminine products, which includes pads, tampons, douches, wipes, washes, and sprays. And I just want to give an example of why this is so important is that doctors are increasingly administering hormone treatments vaginally to women because we absorb it at 10 to 80 times the levels that we would if it were taken orally because that is such absorptive tissue. It's some of the most absorptive tissue on our bodies and it goes straight into our bloodstream without being metabolized first. And we are finding hormone disruptors are common ingredients in feminine care products in addition to cancer-causing chemicals and reproductive chemicals linked to reproductive harm. Um, and this is nobody's talking about this. And we have to be talking about this because it's a unique route of exposure and uh, it is such an absorptive part of our bodies. Um, and so what we have done is targeted, we started with pads and tampons and we are targeting Tampax and Always because they're two of the, the top selling brands on the market to say, look, your product should just be safe and you need to tell us what's in them because pad and tampon companies aren't actually required to disclose ingredients because pads and tampons are medical devices. So, you know, since when did having our period become a medical problem? But it means that they don't even have to tell you what's in their products. And so we have gone after these two companies. Uh, They're made by Procter & Gamble, which is the biggest consumer product company on the planet. And we tested Always Pads to say, okay, what's actually in here? We, what we found was shocking. We found that Always Pads are releasing chemicals like styrene, which is a known cancer-causing chemical. It takes a lot for us to be able to say that something is a known cancer-causing chemical. Usually we you know, are required to say it's linked to cancer, it may cause cancer. This is a known cancer-causing chemical, and it is in Always Pads. Chemicals like chloroethane and chloromethane, which are also linked to cancer. Chemicals like acetone. Why is acetone in this pad? Um, And none of these are listed on the label, none of them. Procter & Gamble has refused to respond to the women who have called them, tens of thousands of women who've called on them to say, hey, you should be disclosing these ingredients. And I'm sure that many of your readers have seen the Like a Girl ad that always is running about girls' empowerment, which is this great, great message about taking back what it means to do things like a girl, strong, informed, determined. And they need to live up to those ideals of women's empowerment because right now they're disempowering women by keeping secret these ingredients that are harming our health. I mean, we are using these products for days at a time every month on the most sensitive skin on our bodies. We have a right to know what's in there. Definitely. And as someone with multiple chemical sensitivity, that was, uh, I wouldn't say one of the first things I noticed, but it was near the the beginning times that I noticed um, 
each month how harmful that was to my body. So, you know, I had to definitely make changes. And and after the break, um, I do want to talk about some of the changes that we can make um, regarding that. And then I also want to get into another campaign that uh, your organization's put together uh, this week. So um, talking about salon products. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Cassidy about toxins and personal products. And um, while we're away, be sure to tweet hashtag LNT radio if you have a comment or question. And even do this if you're if you aren't listening live and are listening to a recording, because we will answer your question at a later episode. So we look forward to talking with you in just a few moments. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us. I'm back with my guest today, Cassidy Randall of Women's Voices for the Earth, and we're going to continue our discussion about toxins and personal care products, and um, it's been a great discussion in this first half. Cassidy has a lot of information to share with us, Um, and as we were going to break, we were discussing the more recent um, um, campaign that you put together in regards to Always products, but um, if you can also touch, I know that it's not just Always um, there's other brands out there that are harmful for our health when it comes to the personal fem care products. So can you um, th- just touch on that a little bit? Sure. So 
you know, unfortunately, we haven't been able to test other brands of conventional pads and tampons. And because the pads and tampons aren't required to be labeled with ingredients, it's really hard to know, you know, what is in those conventional brands. Um, a recent study by our campaign partner, uh, Naturally Savvy, did, though, find low levels of pesticides and OB tampons. Um, so some concerns about what could be in, you know, conventional mainstream pads and tampons are dioxins and furans, which come from the chlorine bleaching process and dioxins can be linked to cancer. Um, fragrance, actually, uh, you know, we're bringing up fragrance again. It is, fragrance is extremely hard to avoid these days. Um, fragrance in pads and tampons is most certainly a concern because of all of those things that I mentioned that could be in a fragrance. And if those are coming into contact with the extremely absorptive skin, um, in and around the vagina, we need to know what is in those. And I actually guarantee that most women who are going to the store don't intend to pick up a fragrance pad or tampon. They might get home and think, oh, whoops, I just grabbed the fragrance pad or tampon. Um, but try and avoid those if you can. Um, so what are some alternatives to this? this? You know, this has been sort of a tough campaign because we don't, we never like to present a problem without a solution. Um, and the solutions here are just, they're a little bit harder. Um, we do have a lot of companies on our website called No Secrets, and they are committed to listing all ingredients in their products and committed to making feminine care products without harmful chemicals. You can find those companies on our website. Um, but, and you know, they're working really hard to make those uh, available at the same price point as an always or Tampax, but sometimes they're a little bit more expensive. Sometimes they're not, they're not even in mainstream stores. So you may not even have access to a NatraCare or a seventh generation or a Vita or something like that. You know, the menstrual cup is an option and washable pads are an option, but you know, we know that a lot of women aren't ready for that. And so that's really, again, why we're going after two of the biggest manufacturers of pads and tampons is because we believe that all women should have access to safe products. And so we're saying, hey, Tampax, hey, always, your products just need to be safe to begin with, and you need to tell us what's in there. Yes, make them safe to begin with. That would be nice. Um, and, and as you did mention, there are um, places on your website that will give you the Hall of Shame products. And then there's also, like you said, the alternatives that um, will be less toxic for you. So, yeah. so that's great, great resources out there. So yeah. um, you also have a, a Chemfatal report. Um, can you explain to us what that is? Yeah, so we launched our Detox the Box campaign with a report called ChemFatal, and it is the first report of its kind to look at toxic chemicals and feminine care products and impacts to women's health. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's a big data gap. There's just not enough research being done on this. But what we found is alarming. So uh, maybe a couple of fun facts about some of these products. Uh, for example, feminine washes. Um, they commonly contain dyes that are regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, by the FDA, as safe for external use only. And these are feminine washes. The reality is that there's going to be some internal use of these. Um, so that is alarming. Um, what we're finding in, uh, you know, pads and tampons, I kind of went over that in wipes. I mean, wipes use is really on the rise in the U.S. in our culture of grab and go. Um, you know, we've seen that the wipes market explode and we're seeing chemicals in wipes that are formaldehyde releasers. Um, formaldehyde is, again, a known cancer-causing chemical. We're seeing um, irritants. 
um, in wipes. Uh, a fragrance, again, is another issue. Um, but I would recommend going to womensvoices.org. Take a look at our Hall of Shame products, which includes all feminine care products, not just pads and tampons for those that you should avoid. And then, again, go to our No Secrets page and look at a couple of the companies making safer ones. Healthy Hoo Hoo is a great example of a company making safer washes and wipes. Great, great. Um, and then, you know, we talk about the toxins and, and what it can do long range, you know, creating cancer and, and other horrible things. But um, there are allergic symptoms that some people might experience when they're using these products. So can you discuss um, what some allergic reactions might be, whether it's headaches or rashes or, or different things like right. that? Right. So when we're specifically talking about skin allergies, when we were when we're discussing uh, allergens and uh, irritants in feminine care products, so um, so a lot of pads, uh, wipes will contain uh, allergens or irritants, and uh, you know in our country, you know, in our culture, it's really taboo to kind of talk about any of this, right? I mean, that's why it's been a little bit interesting to take on this campaign, because we don't just sit around in polite company and talk about, you know, what feminine products we're using, let alone, you know, what these toxic chemicals are doing to our lady parts. And so we are going to self-treat maybe with an anti-itch cream, uh, which is also covered in our Chem Fatale report. And it turns out that a lot of these anti-itch creams actually contain irritants that are making the problem worse. Um, And so, you know, this is just it's this big picture of why we really need companies to say, okay, we're going to look at what we're putting in here and we're going to make sure that it's safe. And then we actually need to make sure that there are regulations out there for what is actually acceptable to be in feminine care products, given this really vulnerable route of exposure. Okay. And before we move on to the next campaign that you're um, a part of, I just want to uh, ask you, how can people make their voices heard or, you know, express their own concern to Procter & Gamble or some of these other manufacturers that are, are not disclosing their products? Great Are there ingredients? I'm sorry. <laughs> Great question. So on our website, go to womensvoices.org slash detox the box and take action. Send Procter & Gamble an email that says, hey, I deserve to know what's in here and I'm not going to buy always in Tampax until I know. You can also on that same page watch our Detox the Box spoof music video and you can share that with your friends. I mean, it's got about 56,000 views right now, but we would love for that to go viral. I mean, P&G will pay attention to that. Um, go on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash women's voices and share our photo of those always test results, which has been shared thousands and thousands of times. P&G takes notice of that. I talked about women's social power. So you can activate your social power with this campaign by spreading the word, um, which companies are hugely responsive to these days. And you can activate your economic power by emailing Procter & Gamble from our website and saying, we won't buy your products until you tell us what's in there. Great. And as I always mentioned to the audience, you know, everybody's voice counts and, and we can all, you know, take a stand that way. And, and they are listening, like you said, the um, manufacturers and, and retailers, they are listening to what's being said. Um, now, yeah, now I want to um, jump into the, the next campaign that was just recently launched, um, The Beauty and, and Its Beast um, for salon products. So can you um, tell us a little bit about this campaign and, and the work that, that you've done um, exposing some of the things that, with the salon products? Yeah, absolutely. So, Women's Voices for the Earth is a co-founder of a group called the National Healthy Nail and Beauty Salon Alliance. And we founded this group because women who are working in the nation's salons, as I've mentioned, are exposed to toxic chemicals all day long on a daily basis. And this is a huge, 
huge exposure. And again, we're seeing just not enough research on this. And what we are finding um, are that a lot of these products are really toxic. For example, um, you know, Brazilian Blowout is a cover child for this this issue. Brazilian Blowout is a hair straightener that, you know, hit the market big time a few years ago, and the bottle was labeled formaldehyde-free. And stylists were giving this treatment and getting really sick every time they gave it. And so some stylists took this product into our partners at Oregon Health and Sciences University and said, hey, can you test this? When I give this treatment, I'm getting bloody noses, I'm coughing, I get headaches, and it's getting worse. What's in here? So OHSU tested Brazilian Blowout, and it came back that the product was 10% formaldehyde. 10% of the product was made of formaldehyde. And they're claiming that it was formaldehyde-free. And so the reason that this has been such an issue is that it's really highlighted the fact that our Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, doesn't have the authority for a mandatory recall of salon products or of personal care products and cosmetics. They can say, hey, Brazilian Blowout, will you take that off the market? And Brazilian Blowout can comply or not comply. And we have seen them not comply. We've seen them reformulate their product in California, but we, you know, we haven't tested that to see if they've really taken formaldehyde out of it. And the impact that this has had on women working in salons is just, it's breathtaking. I mean, we have some members who are in D.C. today who are, they're going to Capitol Hill and they're lobbying their congressional representatives to say, you need to pass the Safe Cosmetics and Personal Care Products Act to actually regulate these toxic chemicals because some of these women have been so sick that they have been in bed for weeks. They have been coughing up blood. They have developed multiple chemical sensitivities because of this product. Um, So one way that people can actually show these women who are courageous enough to tell their story and actually be on Capitol Hill right now is they can also take action on our website, on our homepage right now, and ask Congress to pass the Safe Cosmetics and Personal Care Products Act. And so we just released this report to yesterday. The reason we released this report is because nobody's talking about this from the, the angle of exposure to the women who are working in salons. A lot of people talk about this, like, oh, you know, salon products need to be safe for the clients who go in and get a Brazilian blowout or go get an acrylic nail treatment once every six months. No, these products need to be safe for the women who are exposed to them multiple times a day, every day. And so Beauty and Its Beast is, again, a first-of-its-kind report that examines the impact of nasty chemicals and um, permanent treatments and hair straighteners and hairsprays and acrylic nails and what is that doing to salon worker health. And we do have on our website at womensvoices.org slash salons new tips for reducing toxic chemical exposures in salons in the short term until we can get this legislation passed. That's great. I, I think that that's very beneficial. I know when I personally go into a salon to have my hair cut, I, they, they already know it's in my file. Do not put anything on me. You know, right. Any, right. any, um, you know, anything in my hair. So unfortunately, but I, I do feel for those workers who, you know, are, are working in this every single day. And, and um, yeah, that's horrible. And like you said, they are, some of the salon workers are, are in DC right now lobbying their representatives, yes. correct? So, okay. Yes, they are. Can you um, tell us a little bit about the Safe Cosmetics and Personal Care um, Products Act? Is it something that um, is coming along, or, or where are we at with that? Sure. So the this act was actually introduced last year, and it will have to be reintroduced in our new uh, Congress, and it was introduced by Jan Schakowsky. And this bill would overhaul... Uh, this legislation that hasn't been updated for over 75 years. And what it would do is 
phase out the use of chemicals like lead, uh, 1,4-dioxane, like formaldehyde, from salon products, cosmetics, and personal care products. So it would phase out carcinogens, mutagens, and reproductive toxins is the wonky way to say that. It would also require that all fragrance ingredients be labeled, which would be huge, and we need that. It would require that salon products be fully labeled because right now, unlike cosmetics and personal care products, salon products don't even have to be labeled with anything. So it would require full disclosure there. It would require that all products are actually safe for vulnerable populations, and that means populations like women who are working in salons who have higher exposures or pregnant women who um, are particularly vulnerable at certain times in their pregnancy to toxic chemicals or like young girls um, who are using personal care products who their systems are still developing. Um, And so this is a bill we would really, really love to see pass. We have seen some movement on it. Uh, We actually had a hearing last year on this bill, which was the first time in 75 years that Congress that actually talked about it. And so the way to get Congress to move on this is to let your representative know that this is important to you. It's important to you. It's important for your family's health and your health. And you can do that on our website at womensvoices.org. Okay, great. Um, yep, and definitely encourage the uh, participation of everybody to, to get behind this and to um, try to move the government along a little bit in regards to some of this federal legislation. So um, that would be great. Now, I do want to... Uh, touch on just a little bit because, um, you know, I have a lot of women in the audience, but for new mothers. So you had spoke a little bit earlier and I know that there's the, um, the chemical account with, within the, the baby or the fetus, you know, before it's even born. So can you give some tips on what new mothers can do to limit their uh, exposure to toxins and chemicals? Yes, absolutely. And the good news is that studies have shown that pregnant women who are working to limit their exposure to toxic chemicals, levels of certain toxic chemicals in their bodies are lower. So it really does make a difference. And the reason it's important is that studies are showing, you know, it's not the dose that makes the poison, which means it doesn't matter necessarily how much of a toxic chemical you're exposed to. It matters when you're exposed to that toxic chemical because there are certain windows of development in a fetus um, where it can really, really really mess things up. And so, um, again, my top tip is if you can reduce your use of fragrance products, look for products that say fragrance-free or look for products that are fragranced with essential oils. That's huge. BPA is a chemical that we are seeing, that we are really seeing mess a lot with the development of, of infants, of fetuses. We're seeing it mess with a whole lot of different things. It's a hormone disruptor, and that's why it's it's a little bit scary, and that's why you know it matters when you're actually exposed to it. And so really great ways to reduce your exposure to BPA are to never store your food in plastic. Go out and get some Pyrex um, or glass containers to store your food. Never microwave plastic. Don't microwave your Tupperware. Don't microwave uh, plastic packaged food because BPA actually leaches into our food when it's really hot or it's really cold, and BPA is common found in plastic. Um, where you can avoid taking receipts, do that because BPA also is lurking in thermal paper on receipts. So at the grocery store, at the ATM, if you don't need your receipt, don't take it. Um, let's see. Another great way is canned food. So canned food liners commonly contain BPA. So if you uh, have some options for getting that type of food frozen or in glass containers, go for that instead of the cans. Um, 
So, and the other one would be triglycan is the the third one I would say to avoid. And that, uh, as we've said, can be found in antibacterial hand soaps. Um, it can found, be found in some disinfectant cleaners. The good news is triclosan appears on labels. So look at the labels of your disinfectants, of your hand soaps, of your disinfectant wipes, and of your deodorant, and make sure that triclosan isn't in there. Those are some great tips. And, and the things that you've mentioned are easy. You know, it, exactly. it's stuff that... Can easily be changed. Yep. Yep. So um, you have on your website too, um, you just came out on on a blog post with the the filthy five toxic chemicals and fertility. Um, And then you also have a baby non-toxic shopping guide on your site, correct? Yes, Um, exactly. Um, And we do have, look, take a look to it um, under avoid toxic chemicals on our website. We have tips for avoiding toxic chemicals before, during, and after pregnancy. Um, so take a look at that. And our non-toxic baby shopping guide uh, came out this spring, and it is uh, a compilation of tips and resources for different categories of baby products. And then it actually has um, safer product picks from women experts in their field. So we um, really compiled and got together a bunch of the wise women that we trust working in the environmental health movement to give you their picks for safe products. So it's not just tips. You can actually look there and say, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this product because this, you know, I know that it's safer. Okay. And yep, that that's is great. download on our website. Okay. That's great. I know a lot of um, newer moms or, or pregnant women who, you know, they, they are trying, but it, it's difficult. So um, yeah. this is a great resource for them to have. Yeah. And great. Um, now, if a product does have ingredients listed on it, um, what are the main ingredients that concern women should look out for? You know, are there maybe three or four that, you know, is it um, phylates or the sodium lauryl um, sulfate or, or things like that? If you can um, mention which ones they should be on the, the lookout that might be, I guess, more harmful than the other ones. You know, they're all yeah, harmful. Yeah, that but. is a great question. So look for the ingredient fragrance and avoid that because, as we mentioned, it will say fragrance. Parabens are an easy one to avoid, and parabens are linked to breast cancer. And so, you know, it'll say ethylparaben, butylparaben, methylparaben, but look for the word paraben and avoid that. Um, triclosan, avoid the word triclosan as well. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, ones that are can release formaldehyde. DMDM hydantoin is one. Look for DMDM and avoid that. Um, Quaternium-15 is one. So anything that, uh, you know, looks like the word, you know, uh, quaternium, I always think of something as like quantum physics. So that's a good way to remember it. So um, trying to avoid those. And, you know, the best way to read labels, I think, at this point, because, you know, we we might would have to have a PhD to understand everything. And not all chemicals are toxic by any means. And a lot of ingredients on a label are not going to be toxic. And it's hard to remember what is and what isn't. And so, you know, a good rule of thumb is look for those products that just have less ingredients listed because automatically you're reducing your exposure to a higher number of chemicals that could be potentially toxic. So looking for um, labels with less ingredients and then consolidate your products too. You know, um, we have been so trained to think by, you know, companies that we need a cleaning product for our counter and then for our sink and then we need one for handles and all of that. So consolidate where you can. And when it comes to personal care products, um, you know, you don't have to give it all a makeover all at once and overhaul everything at the same time. Start with those products that are meant to stay on your skin for a long time, like chapstick or deodorant or moisturizer and give those a makeover first. I love that idea of consolidating because yeah. as, 
Yeah, with someone with, as I've had MCS, um, the chemical sensitivity, I had to start, you know, consolidating a lot of, of my products. And, and it is, you, you don't need all these additional products. And like you said, it's a marketing tactic for companies to make you think you need something, you know, to clean everything separately and, and stuff. So it's, that is a great, great piece of advice there to yeah, consolidate. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, now you do, or you have on your website, you provide uh, green cleaning parties. Is that correct? Yeah. You, you show people how to do that or? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a number of uh, DIY recipes on our site for making some of your own products. And we really launched these green cleaning parties um, back in 2008 when we had first been working on cleaning products. And that was back when no companies were disclosing any ingredients whatsoever. And so, you know, women said, well, what are we supposed to use then? So we said, until we know that cleaning products we buy off the shelf are safe, we're going to make our own with non-toxic ingredients like vinegar and baking soda. And because, you know, that's not the sexiest thing to do, we decided to kind of make it into a party and make it fun. And so we created this green cleaning party kit, which is a really fun way to get your friends and family together and just mix up some non-toxic cleaners, educate people who might not know about the issue. It's a really easy way to sort of ease new people into this movement and this idea. And then everybody gets to walk out with their own cleaner that they can then use. And it's cheap and it works. It's efficient. It's healthy. And you know, what happened with these green cleaning parties is this is a huge example of women's social and women's economic power. So when we launched these, they were huge in the media. We were, we were shocked. I mean, USA Today, the Today Show, Good Morning America, the New York Times, LA Times, were covering green cleaning parties. And the industry saw that women were not buying their cleaners off the shelf. And that was the impetus for major companies like Clorox and SC Johnson to begin disclosing ingredients on their websites and actually take out toxic chemicals like phthalates and APEs. I mean, that was huge. And all women were doing was making their own cleaning products. That is a huge testament to the amount of economic power that we have. Definitely. Yep, that's great to hear. Um, we're winding down our segment, and I've, I've so enjoyed uh, talking with you, but... Um, can you, now for your own organization, can you um, list some ways that people can help your organization, whether it's, you know, donating or, or contacting retailers or manufacturers, things like that? If you can um, list a few things, that'd be great. Yes, absolutely. You can please sign up for our email list and get um, tips on how to reduce your exposure and then opportunities for how to raise your voice or how to get even more involved, like become a media spokeswoman or an actionista. So go to womensvoices.org and sign up for our email list. You can also go to womensvoices.org and tell Procter & Gamble to make always safer. Or on the homepage, you can tell Congress to support the Safe Cosmetics and Personal Care Products Act. You can sign up to host a green cleaning party or a green mama party or a detox your home presentation. Or you can donate. We, of course, are... We're, are a very efficient organization. You know, we're only seven women, and yet we are doing huge things like convincing S.C. Johnson to list all fragrance ingredients. And the way that we're able to do that is because of all the women who stand with us and because you're willing to put your faith in us with your dollars. So please donate to this movement. I promise you that we will make your money go quite a long way. So just become part of the community in any way that you can. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Cassidy. I, I appreciate it. Um, I have to take a short break now, but um, I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and, and learning from you. It's been it's been great. So thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Yeah, yeah. And um, the rest of the audience don't go away because coming up, we're going to be talking about some current events. You're listening to Living Natural Today out with toxins and with your health on Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that'll help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today Out with Toxins, In with Your Health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural Today out with toxins and with your health. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling. Today we've been talking about toxins and personal care products. Now I want to get into some current events that are going on. And as I always mention at this time, uh, be sure to follow me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Plus. You know, I constantly try to share resources to help you um, keep on top of what's going on regarding toxins in your health. You can find those links on my website at livingnaturaltoday.com. So first off, I want to um, mention the GMO labeling vote that took place here um, recently with our elections. And as I mentioned during the past few weeks, Oregon and Colorado both voted on initiatives during the recent election, which would require mandatory labeling of, of GMOs in both of these states. Now, unfortunately, the measure in, in Colorado did not pass, but the Oregon one is still too close to call. So initially, you know, I read that the vote didn't pass, but then I've also read that there's still thousands of votes left to be counted. And right now there's a very slim margin of votes from victory. So according to the uh, Center for Food Safety, the math looks a little difficult, but there are enough ballots outstanding that it's there is a still possibility that, that it could win. So ballots are continuing to be counted until November 18th, and then we will um, see what happens at that time. So just um, keep hoping that... that the yes will will outweigh the no's on that one. And then uh, speaking of GMOs, um, the USDA has reportedly uh, deregulated a new genetically modified potato, adding the product to an exclusive list of nine lab-made GMO food crops that can be sold in the United States. Now, the potatoes are apparently grown just like your standard domestic potato crop. What makes these potatoes different, however, is that they bruise less and they have lower amounts of a potentially harmful ingredient and french fries and potato chips. Um, the potato's DNA has been altered so that less of a chemical, which is suspected of causing cancer in people, is produced when the potato is fried, um, you know, for your potato chips and french fries. So which would you rather have? Cancer from eating french fries and potato chips or cancer from all the chemicals that are going to be sprayed on these GMO potatoes? I guess the choice is yours, but 
Oh, maybe not really because um, the label won't say if it's genetically modified or not. So as always, you know, choose organic and um, it's better than dealing with all of this nonsense. So I want to, uh, so you make, make you aware of some fabulous health summits that are going on right now. There's two, two of them online that are going on this week and they really go hand in hand. One is called the autoimmune summit. The other is called the digestion sessions and they are free to listen to this week. And then if you're unable to listen to all of them this week or want access to them beyond this week, there is a small charge for them. But believe me, you will not be able to get all this information from doctors or classes this inexpensively. So I've listened to many summits and the information is just so beneficial. And I, I was even listening to some earlier from the digestion sessions and it's, it's just tremendous information that's being shared. I strongly encourage you and even doctors to listen to this cutting edge information. Um, they're definitely worth your time. And these summits are interviews with typically about 30 or 40 top experts in the area of health. And once you register, you'll receive a daily email letting you know which interviews are being aired that day. And typically, there are between three to five presentations that are, are aired each day. So you can get a ton of information every day um, with these presentations. But currently, Dr. Amy Myers is hosting the Autoimmune Summit. It goes through November 17th. There's still time to register and listen to the remaining speakers for free. So during the summit, you will learn how to prevent and reverse autoimmune disease at the world's first free online summit all about autoimmunity. And nearly 40 experts in the fields of functional medicine, nutrition, and autoimmune disease will explain how leaky gut, genetics, and environmental triggers such as toxins and food sensitivities, infections, and stress all play a part in the development of, of autoimmune disease. So some of the speakers that are going to be during this summit are Dr. Hyman, Mark Hyman, uh, Jeffrey Smith of the Institute for Responsible Technology, and the gluten expert, Dr. Tom O'Brien, and, and they also have so many more. Um, so take advantage of, of that summit. The second one I want to make you aware of is the digestion sessions, and it's online for free until November 23rd. In this summit, they'll reveal how you can eliminate your digestive problems by finding the root cause, treating undiagnosed infections, identifying the best diet for you, and healing your gut naturally. And as we are aware, so much regarding our health is tied into our gut. So you need to, you know, get a handle on it in order to help these other areas in your body. Now, did you know that the World Health Organization tells us that the United States is ranked second in overall health care? That's second from the bottom. That's why these summits are so important. You need to take control of your health. Honestly, many doctors are on top of these 21st century diseases that are, are happening and they've been caused as a result of our food and the toxins that we're constantly bombarded with. So you need to get to the root cause and not just mask the symptoms with, with drugs. So for more information on how to register for either of these online summits, go to my website, livingnaturaltoday.com. I just recently uh, wrote an article about both summits. So you'll see it on the homepage. I also have a summit button on the right side of my homepage, or you'll see summits listed under resources on the main menu. So be sure to take advantage of this great information uh, being provided by experts and doctors who understand today's health challenges. Now, I know um, with Cassidy, she was um, discussing some of the, the toxic chemicals, and she mentioned um, triclosan and, and things like that, and, and this article is actually going to um, revolve around that. So I recently read another troubling article about chemicals, and this New York Times article is called uh, Making Chemistry Green, and it starts off by saying, for nearly 40 years, the FDA has re wrestled with regulating the chemicals triclosan and, and trichlocarbon as they have become among the world's most ubiquitous environmental contaminants. Designed to kill bacteria, they have been added to antibacterial soaps, as she had mentioned, cosmetics and other consumer products, despite longstanding concerns about their impacts on humans and the environment. The fact that they're still being used underscores the need to reform the nation's regulatory system and manufacturing approach for chemicals. And they had just com 
uh, completed an analysis of 143,000 peer-reviewed research papers to track the progress of what we call chemicals of emergent concern. We found that it takes around 14 years from the point at which safety issues are raised about a chemical before scientists concerned peak and regulators act. 14 years. Okay, that's just horrible. That's absurd. In the case of uh, triclosanin and triclocarbon, regulatory action has taken a lot longer. Even though we know that these chemicals can interfere with the human endocrine system, affecting development and metabolism, and may also be contributing to antibiotic resistance in bacteria that cause human infections. Now, the FDA considered removing the chemicals from consumer products in 1974, yes, that's 40 years ago, but concluded that there was inadequate data on their safety and said that it would reconsider it in the following year. A seemingly unending series of reviews followed. Then, last December, only after being sued by the Natural Resources Defense Council, the agency ordered makers of antibacterial soaps and body washes uh, to take these chemicals out and whether um, these chemicals are safe or or effective, they they want them to stop using them. So the article goes on to say, we must make safety, health, and sustainability priorities throughout the life cycle of chemicals, their design, production, use, disposal, and and degradation. We should regulate chemicals as we understand them in groups instead of regulating one compound at a time and only after decades of debate. Regulation should also encourage industry to make products from benign or green chemicals Safer options are feasible and available. So in September, an important uh, step was taken. Bipartisan legislation was proposed. The Sustainable Chemistry Research and Development Act of 2014 would encourage research and scientific collaboration in developing sustainable chemistry and create public-private partnerships to make and market sustainable chemical products. Now, I sure hope it doesn't take another 40 years to get something like this passed, but at least they're, they're trying to do something. So we're coming up to the end of our program, and I want to thank you again for listening in. And I would also like to thank our guest today, Cassidy Randall of Women's Voices for the Earth. Cassidy can be found at womensvoices.org. And I'd also like to invite you to visit my website at livingnaturaltoday.com and download your free resource guide about minimizing toxins. I hope you'll join me again next week as we discuss toxins and how to minimize them. Until then, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. See you next week. Thank you for joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.